Good morning, Middle Church. Good morning. Again, my name is uh, Bertram Johnson. I'm the Minister of Care and Spiritual Development here, and it's my honor to welcome each of you. Uh, as you heard this morning, there are many people who in this world feel like strangers, but here we want you to feel uh, that you are welcomed in. So regardless of who you are, where you're from, what you believe, what you've done in your life, know that you are welcome here at Middle Church, and we invite you into this time of worship of a God who loves and embraces all as we are. Amen. Please join me in prayer. O oh, holy God, you have given us minds to know you. You've given us hearts to love you. And God, you've given us voices and bodies to proclaim your praise. God, through this time of worship, renew our minds, strengthen our hearts to greater love, and send us out to proclaim and do justice so that all people may see and know you as God. We pray these things in all your holy names. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Middle, how you doing? Good. You good? Okay, okay. We're going to do a little bossa nova and take us into this first hymn. Would you rise? And we are going to be making ourselves channels of God's peace. And you may feel a little sway in your hips as you're doing it. That's natural, that's natural. All of it's sanctioned, all of it's sanctioned. All right. Here we go. Make me a channel of your peace. Choir, help us out a little. And make me a channel of your peace.
family. This is a time in our worship celebration where we are going to welcome new members right here in the right here in the center of the music. So if you're joining the church, please come and stand with us here. Come on. Come on up. Come on. Hi. Come on in. Wow. Yes, you are. Come on in. Let's do it. Just so we know who we're talking about, all the new people who are people who are new members, just raise your hand so we can see you. Woo! Welcome. Welcome. And so, friends, as you know, Middle is a movement. And today we celebrate with these new members that Middle Church is their church. They stand before you and before God to say that they belong here and are part of God's movement. Just as you are, as you come through the door, know that each of you are welcome here. Yes, and membership means signing on for the vision of God's reign. Membership means participating in the life of the congregation. Membership means proclaiming that you belong to God and you will use your gifts for God's work. Membership means claiming God's claim on you. So today we welcome these children of God into our community uh, with asking just a few questions. So you look so good. <laughs> will you give your heart and your gifts to this congregation and also to the larger church? And if so, say, I will. I will. Amen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> will you love and share with this community in the ministry of Christ? If so, say, I will. I will. I will. Yeah. will you learn and study so as to grow in faith? If so, say, I will. I will. All right. That just about does it. <laughs> Consistory. And to this congregation, do you promise to love? Encourage and support these people of God by being the gospel of God's love and by giving the strong support of God's people in prayer. And indeed, if so, we say we will. We, we will. will. And now I'd like to invite each of you to maybe say your name and where you're from. So. 
I'm Anna. I, should we pass it down? Yes. <laughs> um, I'm Anna, and I grew up in Chicago, but now I live in Brooklyn. Woo! I'm Luke. I'm from Sacramento, California, and now I live in Brooklyn. Uh, I'm Yang. I grew up in China, and now I'm studying in New York. Okay. I'm Reese. I'm from D.C., and I'm now living in Manhattan. I'm Zach. I'm also from D.C., and I'm living in Manhattan. <laughs> I'm Gregory Terry. I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm Lee Hill. I'm from Milwaukee. Grew up in Milwaukee, but living in Harlem. Okay. Yeah. We are so happy to have so you glad all. To Welcome have you home. Guys. Let us pray. Let's pray. God of grace and God of mercy, thank you for the gifts of each of these new members. Thank you that we are all your children. Make us more like you in all we say and do. Help us to be your hands and feet in this world. Thank you for who we will become together with these new beautiful souls. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, middle family, please stand and join as we sing our welcome song, which is on the back of your bulletin. to join me up on the stage. The blanket is spread. You are invited up here, friends. I have some friends entering from the social hall, from the family zone. Come on up. Hi, we care and older kids. Come join us. I'm so happy you're here. Keep moving up the stairs. Hello. We are celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month right now at Middle, and I'm so happy to have all these cool friends here. We are celebrating, and we're also remembering. We are remembering one year ago, what happened? Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico. One year since that happened. Maybe you've seen pictures at home on the news, in a magazine. Maybe you saw them one year ago. Maybe you saw them this week as we remember all the rain, all the storm that hurt Puerto Rico. We are gonna keep doing something about it though. In the one year since that happened, Middle Church has been responding. Middle Church has been doing electricity when all the lights were off, clean water, solar panels on the roof, 
Yeah, and kids have done two rounds of care packages for Puerto Rico. Yes. <laughs> Snaps and claps to you because we sent kids books and school supplies and toys and handwritten notes. Some kids even wrote in Spanish. It was very cool. But we want to continue to have kids be a part of responding because the rebuilding and the recovery in Puerto Rico continues. And as middle continues to be a part, kids are gonna be a part of that action. So I have this jar right here. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. And I have two flags on this jar. One is in black and white, and it, it reminds us of the sadness after the hurricane. And it also reminds us of the protest and call for change. So I want you to be a part of the change. So maybe you have some loose change. Maybe you have some pocket change, some coins, maybe some allowance or chores money. We already had, if you can hear, we already had some young people in the 930 start adding. Yes, Brooks. You have a little bit of money. One, two coins. You can put them in here, dude. This is for? Now? You can put them in now if you want. Okay. Our young activists are ready to respond immediately, as you can tell. This jar is here the whole next month as we keep celebrating. Thank you, Brooks. You're invited to also participate, my young friends. Let's say a prayer for Puerto Rico together. And I love that at Middle, we get to see kids being a part of the change, kids responding to friends in Puerto Rico. Dear God, Dear God we thank you for Middle Church. We thank you for Middle Church. And we thank you for friends in Puerto Rico. And we thank you for friends in Puerto Rico. We want to be a part. We want to be a part of the change. Of the change. Amen. Amen. All right. We are going to sing Macharemos as we return to our grown-ups. Yes, it is time for announcements. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> I'm Jackie Lewis, and I'm so glad you chose to come be with us today. You could be anywhere, but you're here, so that makes me happy. Raise your hand if you are here for the very first time, please, so that our ushers and greeters can bring your car. Wow! Keep them up. Keep them up. Throw your hands up. Keep them up. That's amazing. Shout out where you're from. Just shout it out. Where are you from? Woo! Calabria, where else? 
Don't be shy. Indianapolis, aha, good. Where else? Where? Boston. Bronx. France. Bienvenue from France. Minneapolis, yay. Where? Barcelona. Woo. Brooklyn. San Francisco. I like that. So we're so glad you're here. Did I miss anybody? Yes. Indianapolis. So glad. All right then. <laughs> that. So yay! Hi, welcome, honey. Thank you for telling us. Look at this. And there's some people online. Woo! Hello. We're glad you're here. Um, let me just tell you that where you come from matters to us because we. Uh, we love to know that we're able to touch hearts outside of New York and inside. And up here on the screens are a couple things to point out to you. Uh, first of all, tomorrow night, Mosaic. Um, our Matthew Johnson Harris, I don't see him, uh, produces a, a concert every so often, and he always uh, gives the money to somebody special. This time it's going to the Lower East Side Girls Club, which started right here in the basement of Middle Church. Lynn, are you here? So tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, the music's going to be amazing, and everything you give goes to make the Lower East Side Growth Club rock and roll. So glad you, you can come. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, our friends at Intersections International, a collegiate ministry, um, are having a fundraiser to power the work we're doing in Puerto Rico. Uh, Intersections has been particularly working at the intersection of poverty and discrimination and LGBTQ justice there. So come Party, I'll be there, and um, let's have a good time and raise some money for Puerto Rico. Third, I want to let you know that today at 2.30, uh, we're going to memorialize, celebrate the life of our Michael Fairstein, who our mayor, our petite deacon mayor, uh, uh, and it's going to be beautiful. Our friends from SAGE are here uh, with us this afternoon. So at 2.30, come be with us here in the sanctuary. Use that door to come in, and let's celebrate the life of a man's heart who outsized his body, okay? It's going to be lovely, yeah. Yep, we'll look forward to that. And there's other things. If you look in your bulletin, you'll find them. Lots of things to do in the middle, and we'd love to have you. But now, John Del Cueto is going to lead us in a time of prayer. Thanks, everybody. My friends, if you'll take a look at your bulletin, there's a prayer that's going to be sung in Spanish but the translation is there nothing can trouble nothing can frighten those who seek God shall never go wanting nothing can trouble nothing can frighten God alone fills us so I'd like to invite you into your posture of prayer and to take all of those things that you consider leaving before the holy in this moment things that are petitions or praises or thanksgivings or worries wherever it is and move it inside of this song. We're going to sing it for you so that you hear it, and then we're going to sing it a couple of times as an offering to the holy. Nada te turbe, nada te espante,
And could we take that holy energy and could we rise as we are able and move that into the Lord's Prayer? If you would connect with someone, if you are cool with that. Ever loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. sound like a choir of angels already. Would you take your little angel wings and would you spread around and give some peace to your neighbor? Thank you, middle.
Amazing. Hey. Isn't that amazing singing, you guys?
And Malaika, Malaika, you used to be a little girl when I came. Now you sing like an angel, all grown up. Thank you, honey. Thank you so much. So this is homecoming number three. And we do four homecomings because we know people come back from vacation and, wave, and times away and wave. So I just wanted to say welcome home to everybody. Um, I missed you last Sunday. I was uh, in uh, New Mexico teaching some young adults about justice, which was really fun. But I miss you and I'm so glad to see all of you back. Say a prayer with me, okay? God, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And as we seek to hear a word from you, O God, may the words of my mouth and may the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. So, John's a grandfather, uh, which means I'm a grandmother. Uh, One of the things that I got in the dowry when we got married is I got Joel, uh, John's son, and he's mine now. And Joel got Gabby. I fixed them up, in case you didn't know. I do good work. Let me know if I can help you out. And so now we have this really beautiful baby named Ophelia who turned five months old yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's pretty much got us wrapped around her fingers. Um, and John's taking turns babysitting, which is lovely. Um, and then I think about the things in the news where little kids are not having happy Ophelia lives. Like, did you see the story of those three babies stabbed in a daycare center? In, a un, in an illegal daycare center, stabbed by the caregiver. And they're going to make it, but imagine, one was four days old. Four days old. That just is kind of stuff, like I'm going to put my glasses on so you can't see me crying. That kind of stuff just breaks my heart. Um, and do you know that while we've been doing all this justice work, while we've been trying to get ourselves on the border, while we've been trying to like stand up with families, the number of migrant children in federally contracted shelters has shot up more than five times in this last year. So there were, in May of 2017, 2,400 kids in custody in the 100 little shops of horror around the country, 100 of them, 24 kids. Now there are 12,800 children and teens warehoused in these facilities, separated from their families, 12,800 kids. And there's the same number of children are crossing the border coming from Central America, some alone, some with their parents. But what's happening is that the children are not getting re- reunified with their parents or with caregivers who would sponsor them because there's such pressure around the immigration issue. Some of these folks are too afraid to step up and stand up and risk their own status. Do you understand what I'm saying? And because there's so many kids in these facilities, in Torrio, Texas, in Tent City, the the government is planning to build more tents to house an additional 3,800 children. 3,800. 
little people. And somebody will make $775 per night per child. What would Jesus do about that? I promised you a bilingual sermon today. No puede ser. Cannot do it. Too much hard words. <laughs> but, but, but next time. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? ¿Qué más Jesús? Well, he wouldn't do this. He wouldn't, like pastor and author John MacArthur, release a blog called Social Injustice to the Gospel and write this. Quote, over the years, I've fought a number of polemical battles against ideas that threaten the gospel. This recent and sudden detour in quest of social justice is, I believe, the most subtle and dangerous threat so far. Did you hear that? This quest for social justice is the most subtle and dangerous threat to the gospel so far. I don't think Jesus would be one of the 4,400 pastors who signed the forsake of Christ and his church statement, which says, quote, we deny that the postmodern ideologies derived from intersectionality, radical feminism, and critical race theory are consistent with biblical teaching. Feminism, race talk, intersectionality, inconsistent with the gospel. Nor do I think Jesus would say that the obligation to live justly in the world, though legitimate and important, is not definitional component of the gospel. Are you hearing me? Are you outraged? So the last thing that these beautiful writers say that I don't think Jesus would is we emphatically deny that lectures on social justice issues or activism aimed at reshaping the wider culture, like when you went to jail and got arrested. We do not, we deny that they are vital to the life and health of the church and are less than preaching of the gospel and exposition of scripture. So I'm about to read you one of Jesus' lectures on social justice. Are you ready for that? One of those... One of those foolish anti-gospel lectures from Jesus Christ uh, on, on justice that's found in the gospel according to Mark chapter 9, verses... Let's see, let's, see, let's see how radical Jesus is right in here. They came to Capernaum, and when Jesus was in the house, he asked them, what, what were you discussing on the way? But they kept silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. And Jesus sat down and called the twelve and said to them, if anyone would be first, he must be last of all, and servant of all. And then he took a child and put the child in the midst of them, and taking him in his arms, he said to them, whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but the one who sent me. So this is the word of God 
a lecture from Jesus for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. What would Jesus do? What else would Jesus do? Well, first it's important to note that Jesus teaches by extraordinary example and grace here in this moment. Instead of yelling at the disciples, which he rightly could have, he just was like, let me show you. Like, sit down a minute, my people, and let me show you what it means to be a person following in the way. I think Jesus did that because he knows that the disciples, just like Jesus was, conditioned by his culture, the disciples can't help but be a little Romanized inside the Roman Empire. They can't help but struggle, as the world does, with place and power. So Mark has told us, because he wants us to know the disciples were talking about who's first, who's the biggest, who's the best, that kind of stuff. And Jesus models for them what he wants them to know. He rejects their theology and shows them a better way. This is, I think, a paradigmatic act of leadership. Jesus taking their theology, turning it upside down, and showing them something else, literally putting a child in the midst of them and saying, this is what it means, this is what it means. This is what it looks like. To follow me is to welcome this kid, and to welcome this kid is to welcome me, and that is to welcome God. Now, I want to make sure you understand, because we have our children's own, and the babies are here, and when they make noise, mostly we're not annoyed by the noise, right? We love the noise. We love the kids. Not so in ancient culture. The way the hierarchy went was like the men, the, the father, the patriarch, and then maybe some sons, and then maybe the, then the wife was here. And if there were daughters, they were here. No property, no rights. Can you all still see how low I'm going? Daughters here. And then slaves, way on the bottom, but children just a little bit up. In other words, children were nothing in that culture, nobody in that culture, no rights in that culture, abused in that culture, disregarded in that culture. And Jesus takes a literal child and puts him in the midst. What would Jesus do? Jesus would teach that power, real true power, is the kind that's willing to give up its life for the love of the other, and real power understands it is most powerful when it stands with the marginalized and stands with the weak. Jesus would welcome the child that he did. He would set up children as the model for what the reign of God looks like. And, do you all remember your math? Transitive property of equality? Kelly does, she's a nerd like me. Um, if A equals B and B equals C, A equals C, we're nodding. Jesus is saying, if you welcome the child, you welcome me, and if you welcome me, you welcome the one that sent me. Welcoming the child is welcoming God. Welcoming the child is welcoming God. Do you think God's pretty feeling welcome right up in here? Is God welcome in the 4,400 pastors' churches where justice shall not be proclaimed? Is, is, God, is, is God feeling welcome by the way our nation treats and disregards these families and these children? What do you think? I don't think so. So what would Jesus do? Jesus 
who is also a product of his time, would be a subversive revolutionary. In other words, when he puts this kid in the middle of all these adults, in a culture where children don't belong, he's taking the bottom of the food chain and putting it on the top. Jesus is subversing the hyper-masculinity of his culture. Masculinity that would have men not touching the children, not working with the children, and he's subverting the hyper-masculinity in our culture. The hyper-masculinity in our culture that has it so that it's okay to grab a private part, it's okay to be a Supreme Court justice and have wriggled your way around a teenager when you were drunk and have that testimony not matter in this nation because we don't believe women and we don't believe people on the border. Are you with me? Jesus is challenging all of those so-called household codes that put men on the top and put slaves on the bottom and put everybody else in between in a way that their lives didn't matter, that there was no respect for them. And Jesus is kind of disrupting the boys will be boys, men will be men, culture of his time and the culture of our time as well. Jesus puts children in the center disrupting hierarchy Defining, redefining power. What would Jesus do? Jesus wouldn't write any letters about how somehow love of God, love of neighbor, and love of self doesn't mean doing justice. Cornel West says justice is what love looks like when it's lived out loud. Amen. I like that from Cornell. <laughs> and what else would Jesus do? Jesus would do what you're doing, middle family, what we're doing in partnership with people around the nation. Jesus would be on the border in El Paso, listening for the cries of those who are disenfranchised, listening for the cries of the grandmother who's never met her baby, listening for the families who have no home, listening for the people who left everything they have, not to cheat our system, but to find sanctuary and a safe place to escape the violence in Central America that we created. What else would Jesus do? Jesus would be in Puerto Rico. He'd be there with Edna, you know, cleaning up somebody's house, pulling out the mold, pulling out the wet rags, painting, making a safe place so some abuela can live and and sleep in peace, Jesus would be with the family that we're adopting, a family who is from El Salvador and living in Queens, and we're helping them already with cash and legal support and helping them find housing. Jesus would be right there on the border. And you know what else Jesus would do? Jesus wouldn't buy into any kind of false separation between church and state or secular and spiritual. Jesus wouldn't pretend that he wasn't political because he was. And he would be inviting our politic, meaning our connection with humanity because that's all politics means of the people. Jesus would be inviting us to ask ourselves, no matter who we are, our, our Jewish friends just celebrated Holy Days, Shana Tova, and I hope you had a good fast. Is that the right expression? Um, 
the, our Muslim friends are celebrating the new year, no matter if we're Jews or Christians or Buddhists or Muslims, Rabbi Jesus is a good role model for how to love the world. And he'd be inviting us, all of us, to check it, to step in, to look, to study, to watch, to watch the model. The metaphor of a child being the least among us, but the literal child itself, a baby, a little one, centering the way we live our lives. If we live our lives with their best interest at heart, then we're living our lives the way God has called us to be. That's what Jesus would do. And so, I'm inviting you. It's a new year for all of us. New school year, back to work, fall clothes. Oh my God, it's cold outside. Can we put ourselves on a journey toward these lessons? Um, I didn't do great Spanish work uh, this time because I couldn't, but I looked up a couple of phrases. Um, the, the, the word to welcome, to welcome in uh, Zulu culture means to uh, shut down the dogs. Not the, I mean real dogs. So meaning, you will not be bit on my watch. You understand? You will be safe on my watch. And those same Zulu people say when we go on a journey, we get sight and insight and moral courage to do what we're called to do. I'm inviting you to welcome the children and to welcome each other and welcome the stranger shutting down the dogs and making a safe place for all who are on the borders. And I'm inviting you to be on a journey with Jesus this year, a journey with me and Jesus and the staff, opening our eyes, new insight. I'm inviting you to follow us on Twitter and social media to watch how we're dealing with this so-called could-be-justice of the Supreme Court. We need to shut that down. I, I don't know if he's qualified, Mr. Kavanaugh, but if you have that kind of story in your record, I think we at least need a pause. Somebody say amen. amen. And you better vote. You better vote. You better take it to the polls and take it to the streets. I don't, I don't care your political party. It doesn't matter. Vote your conscience. Vote for love. Vote for justice. Vote for what's right. Vote and register those who are not in your life. ¿Qué más, Jesús? What else do you want from us? I want your whole life. I want you to love each other like I love you. I want you to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So that 30-second pause is so I can say, hi, my name is Jackie Lewis, <laughs> and I'm inviting you to join the movement at Middle Church. <laughs> we can be doing so many amazing things, Middle Family, that you can think we don't need you, but we do. We need your hands. We need your feet. We need your support. We need your engagement. 
We need you to go next time to the border like Darren did this time. We need you to help us raise funds and, and support for Puerto Rico. And we need you to know that love is love is love and we're not going to quit. We're not going to quit until we make the reign of God here on earth. Are you in it? I don't believe you. Are you in it? Make the reign of God here on earth? That's our project. So when the ushers come by, be generous. And if you have not joined the movement, please see Christina after worship. Thanks. Nothing's gonna harm you Not while I'm around Nothing's gonna harm you No, sir, not while I'm around Demons are prowling everywhere Nowadays I'll send them howling I don't care I've got a way No one's gonna hurt you, no one's gonna dare Others can desert you, not to worry, whistle, I'll be there Demons will charm you with a smile for a while But in time, nothing can harm you, not while I'm around And being clever ain't like being true I don't need to, I won't never Hide a thing from you Like some No one's gonna hurt you No one's gonna dare Others can desert you, not to worry, whistle, I'll be there. Demons will charm you with a smile for a while, but in time, nothing will harm you, not while Let us pray. Creator God, 
We are grateful that you call us to create with you. And so when we ask, what would Jesus do? We know that we are also asking, what will we do? And for these gifts, for these things that we have done today, we are grateful. And now we ask and we believe that you will use these gifts, that you will multiply them in unimaginable ways to be your revolutionary love and justice in this world. Amen. Amen. There's a lot of bad news about kids out there. A lot of bad news in the world. But you're the good news. You are the living body of Christ and you are the good news. That's why we sing total praise at the end of a worship like this. We sing total praise because we understand we are powered by love incarnate. We understand that that's love made flesh living in amongst us. That's love standing around holding children. That's love incarnate moving the world toward justice. You are the good news because you are the body of Christ. Each and every one of you living, breathing, pulsing love, doing love, being love. Do not let your hearts be heavy. 
grieve, pray, act. Amen.